Welcome to Movie Melee Summer Tournament. 32 seed tournament. We're all exciting. We exciting we made this decision. We're exciting that all the seeds are here. We're excited to talk about them. We've kind of uh, failed a little bit of like releasing the tournament beforehand. We just start dropping matches, but we did our due diligence this time to uh, plan it out so we have the tournament ready for everybody. And we've already shot some, but we're here to announce what the tournament is and talk about what has happened in uh, Melee this season and what is going to happen after. Um, I have on the desk, I guess you would say, Caleb Coho and Caleb Boatman. Uh, some things have changed a little bit for Melee purposes. Uh, Coho is now my co-showrunner of the league. He's doing with scheduling and all that fun stuff. Um, and Boatman has dropped down to head writer, um, which he always has been, but less that we're, he's got school ramping up, everything up. It just seemed like a better time, better fit for him. But he's still around, still helping make decisions. So nothing's changing with that. Uh, how is everybody doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, as you can, as most people have been able to see, life is getting more ramped up for me. I have a beard now. So, you know, that's that's why I'm taking this little bit of a step back because I'm just, I'm getting busier with school and stuff. So, yeah, no, I'm making you all feel old because I came in and I was like 18. Now I'm 23. So that's a symbol to you all that death is slowly approaching. I, on the other hand, have moved for the second time in the last six months. So here we go. Uh, this will be fun. This one, hopefully, permanent, uh, at least for a long time. Uh, so this uh, is going to be fun. I'm excited to be on the Melee team and to help out. And uh, and I, you know, Cody and I used to do it all the time where we'd be hanging out on a call. And I'd be like, hey, you want to hear the schedule for the next six months when I did fandom? And that's back. He missed it. <laughs> and now we're doing it again. Uh, the best thing is I have somebody that's like a mad scientist with me that will let me like fully and 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 just to announce something we announced this ahead of time. Coho has stepped back from competing and managing. If you haven't seen some matches, will come out the faction. I don't want to do a famous faction announcement for them, but it has changed hands. I'll, You'll see I'll, them. Later. I'll do it. I'll, I'll make the announcement for them here, so we have a formal one. Just because it's as I'll, someone I'll make part of the final statement, I make that announcement. Can I make, I'll I'll go ahead and just make this final statement of like, yes, I'm, I'm taking a break from playing and managing. Uh, I I may be around on the fandom side as a manager here and there. If, if someone has a thing and they're like, Coho, come help, I might do that. But um, in terms of Melee, I am done managing and I'm done competing for the foreseeable future. Uh, as long as I am running the show, I will not be playing or managing. Uh, so, uh, yes, no more crowns. And we'll let you – know. We'll let Caleb and the faction later on, whatever they want to do, talk about their faction and where what direction they are taking it. But they are staying united as a team. Co-host just out. Um, the main thing is on Melee, we wanted two people completely removed from playing. That's also I'm not managing in Melee anymore as well. Um, we are just trying to uh, – two eyes just looking at the game above and not having any – Oh, if that's factions playing that faction, how do we feel? We're just playing the game how we play it, okay? Um, we've had a lot happen this first half of the season heading into this point. Um, I, with, I mean, we've done our golden ticket. We've had a lot of debut teams take on each other in this round. We've had a lot of rookies debut in the beginning half to make it this way to the tournament. Um, 
Yeah, I think the season has just been like as great as possible. I mean, last week alone, um, the, the big one, last one, we had the golden ticket finally uh, find out that Ryan Payne will be taking on Andrew Barr in a couple weeks. Um, that will match will come out, I believe, if I'm correct. Um, that'll come out the 28th. He'll yep. be taking on Barr right before the tournament, right before the tournament drops, they will be playing. Um, which yeah, Ryan Payne's having a great season overall. I think John Marcoho in his last match, not happy about his last match overall, but his last match in that played. Uh, did you guys think overall how the golden ticket, how did you think the golden ticket worked this year? I thought it was a great idea personally. Yeah, I think the golden ticket is a really great opportunity, uh, for a lot of competitors. I know that's one of the big complaints we've had in the past is like we, People kind of get tired of seeing the same people over and over. And, like, honestly, we can't really help how great some people are. Uh, but what we can do is create the opportunity for someone to get a chance to join those greats. And I think the Golden Ticket served that 100%. Gave us a lot of fun uh, matchups, a lot of fun faces, uh, getting really close to championships. Uh, and uh, Ryan is is going to do really great. I think it's going to be a fun title. Absolutely. Kill. I, I was promised that someone would get pushed into a chocolate river, and that never happened. So I'm up with that. Have you checked on Bill recently? Because uh, we actually did pay that off. We did push him in the river. Um, yeah, we did that. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Bill's floating yeah, yeah. down a lazy river right now, currently. Um, but yeah, so I've gotten a lot of questions. I want to answer this ahead of time. Just to, this will be the blanket statement. Teams is returning. Teams is returning. I know we spent a lot of time this year on debut teams, and we did a lot of singles. The reason why our teams division got completely wrecked. We we lost a lot of teams, a lot of players. We had we had thirteen new teams show up. We had to put them in some placement, and I never felt right like saying, "Hey, bullets over Broadway," and. Um, um, all these teams come beat up these new teams for no reason that they right. just showed up. on. I just didn't seem right. So that we are having a teams tournament post the 32 person tournament. Okay. There will be a match at mayhem for the team's title. That's been decided that will come out later. We're not announcing that right now, but there will be a picture. There is a person that's happening. Um, overall, uh, anything else we want to touch base on beginning of the season? I don't think there's much besides a bunch of debut teams. Um, we, great we'll season see. started for some right, people. We, we will take questions also later. Uh, if yeah. people have questions, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the main thing is we're gonna uh, we're going to reveal the 32 person tournament. So I guess we should start at one. Oh, no, no, no. This, this year, this year, I think it's more interesting to start at 32 and work our way up. Okay. I think I, we're I, in a very I, interesting position I, here. Yeah, I would agree. So, okay. So this is, uh, but we can't show a few of the graphics that you have because the matches have yet to come out. Right. Um, but the 32 and 31 seed will be decided by performance in the play-in tournament. And then the two winners that are in the play, we can speak about the play. We'll tell who's in the play. Coho, tell us who will be playing in the two, the two different plans. So our first play in 
in one play-in, we have Mark Menchaca taking on Brandon Dunlap, taking on Brandon Cohen, taking on Jay Burns. Uh, and in the opposite four-way, we have Adelaide Spence taking on Luis Boos, taking on Jacoby West, taking on Zachary Shelton. So those eight, of those eight, four of them will be in this tournament, two in a higher placement for winning, and the two best performers who didn't win at the 31 and 32 spot. Yeah, so uh, we won't reveal who won that because it's yet to come out. And some will have a spoiler from this past week's matches um, that just dropped, um, which is uh, Igor and uh, Eric. Uh, those will, uh, we will kind of spoil. So if you haven't seen that yet, please go back and watch it. It's a great match. But we will show you those people have ended up. So we're going to start technically with the 30 seed. Correct. The 30 so, seed. Coming in at the 30 seed uh, is a competitor, a rookie, technically, I believe, this season, uh, is one, the Joker, Jack Pinchuk. Uh, coming in, low record, I believe, one and two. I think the graphic's a little wrong. Uh, but he, or no, I think I messed that up entirely. No, I messed up the graphic entirely. Thomas Skelly. <laughs> Thomas Skelly's the 30 seed. I made graphics fast. Sorry, Jack guys. Pinchuk is also not in any way, shape, or form a rookie. I think he debuted two years ago. <laughs> No, he debuted in fandom. In, in Mela, this is his first year. Uh, but that is not pretty sure. According to the ballots. Anyway, whatever. Either way, the 30 seed is Thomas Skelly. We're off to a great start. The Warwick Thomas Skelly is the 30. Last time you saw him, he made his return in the Golden Ticket Tournament. Uh, he played me in the first round uh, in, in his words, a shit show. Uh, but as a competitor, uh, he has had some great performances in the past. I uh, took on, uh, I believe it was uh, Abel Delu uh, in his return uh, last season uh, to get himself his first win and show up again. So Scully at the 30 seed, Jack at the 29 seed uh, for the Joker himself uh, coming in. Maybe I'm wrong about rookie. Maybe I have that part messed up. Here's the thing. Jack is a weirdo, and he is an enigma that exists outside of time in all divisions. Uh, Jack is Jack. And he will continue to jack at the 29th. Nazario oh, <laughs> said Koa's drunk too. Yeah, Koa's always drunk. It's just oh, how yeah. it works out right now. Um, but yes, so Thomas Scully is our 30 seed. Uh, 29 seed is Jack Pinchuk. Uh, after this call, like after I leave, Coho uh, and Bowman will talk, do a breakdown of who they think or will play the game. Besides the seeds that have been related, do not, uh, do not uh, mention those when I leave. Um, right. Interesting. Okay, so next is our 28 seed. Yes. And at the 28, making his return to the movie Melee ring this season uh, is blockbuster Jacoby Bancroft, uh, four and five, uh, currently coming back. Uh, the record does not reflect the talent that Jacoby has. This low seed does not reflect the talent that Jacoby has in general. Uh, so uh, I personally am really excited to see Jacoby back. I think he brings a lot of fun energy, uh, especially in a tournament setting. He's always been super dazzling in tournament time uh, and has been known to just stun people. So I think coming in at the 28, Jacoby is a scary 28 seed. Yeah, I think he's good. Um, any thought on that, Bowman? Jacoby back, back in uh, back in fandom, I believe, if I'm not correct. Uh... Yeah, well, I'll tease a match that's coming. Oh, the match that just came out this week. You actually got to play Jacoby and Scott in the recent teams match against them. Uh, fortune uh, you, fortune favored you in that match, not fortune favored the bold. Uh, but uh, uh, how do you how do you think he will do at the 28th seed? I mean, look, it's Jacoby. And I think Jacoby 
is at his strongest when he's the underdog. You know, I think, you know, he might have, you know, come back into not the best position. But at the end of the day, like, I think now that he's, like, gone lower, that's actually a strong point for him. Because I think Jacoby likes to punch up rather than punch down. So I think a way to do this instead of like doing a breakdown of each one, we'll reveal the bracket and then we can go sure. back and talk about like entrants that we sure. think possibly could make a run and then you guys can do a full breakdown. So sure. the 27 seed will be? Uh, Golden Himbo self-proclaimed Anthony Tisdall uh, coming in. Do all, do all these people have these actual nicknames or you just give them to No, them? The, anyone who has a nickname is one that they have told me is their nickname. Oh. It's I don't remember that that was Anthony. Anthony has told me himself he's the Golden Himbo, and I don't know if that's still the case. That was four years ago, I feel like. But yeah. All right. Well, the 26 seed uh, will be. Uh, Let me just say one of the coolest thumbnails of all time is Anthony's, like, doing the, That is just dope. It is cool. Coming up with the 26 seed uh, is Jordan Danger Huffman. Uh, lower record. Uh, also has a very cute dog in his, pro, in his profile picture. I thought that was a pig. It is a chihuahua, I want to say. Uh, but Jordan Hoffman coming in at 26. Uh, coming, dog in for coming in at uh, 23 as we jump past 25, 24, who will be tournament play winners. Uh, coming in at 23, uh, spoilers for this weekend. So, if you again, last chance, if you haven't seen it, tune out uh, for a second, come back. Uh, 23 is going to be uh, Eric Moreno. Uh, he's a free agent, one and one. Uh, coming in this, I think he has a really cool profile picture of the designs. Uh, that that was the fun part about making these is going and find the profile pictures. Uh, but Eric definitely uh, coming in twenty three. Uh, coming in at twenty two uh, is uh, the Bat Dean Manis, uh, one and one stepping in the ring. Uh, coming back in at twenty two. Uh, twenty one. Twenty one. We have another rookie free agent Jacob Cameron, one and zero, winning his debut. Uh, then at number 20, uh, we have JPO Jordan Owens, 1-0. Uh, another one of our 1-0 rookies stepping in in one of these higher load here sort of seed positions. Uh, number 19 uh, is the pinhead Jeremy Potters uh, with a fat cigar uh, on that profile picture. I think that is so cool. <laughs> I love that I so much. He looks like he's going to tear so down the dance studio in a 1980s family movie. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to turn you off and you into a parking lot. <laughs> number 18 is my favorite profile picture to gather for this entire thing because I have a very deep sentimentality for one Bucky Bracala. But Tim Bracala, the Hulk, coming in 18, uh, back again in the tournament once again. Once again in a, in a, a team uh, seating. I believe he was in the teams last year as well. He um, likes to stay uh, 500 range. He doesn't like to move up or move down. He likes, he, he's very at home at like an 18 seed in these tournaments. Um, number 17 uh, is the Esquire, Scott Harvey, manager of the Phoenix Club. Uh, seven to seven, or one of them. Uh, but yeah, uh, coming in at 17. Uh, the number 16 seed from Fund Which will be playing Scott in the very playing Scott, the 16 seed, the ghost, Robert Kastner, off of Fund DMC, also at a 500. Um, now, basically, essentially, you're going to learn who those lower seeds are playing because from here on out, you're hitting the higher seeds. So you can piece match matches together while I'm talking, but when this bracket comes around, we'll give you the full detailed breakdown. Uh, but number 15. Uh, is vicious Dylan Vanthine also the 400 or 500 spot? I see four and four. I'm like 400, 500. 
at number 15. At number 14, you're going to see this person going to go, really, 14 seed? Uh, when we reset records, uh, he took a big hit to his. Uh, and that would be the number 14 seed, Jeremy the Adam Adams, 2-1, and one, uh, stepping in. Whew, that's a scary one. Uh, number 13 uh, is the Emperor Kaiser Wang. I don't know why it says 12, but yes, Kaiser is the 13th uh, seed in this tournament. I love uh, that promo. I, I think yeah. that promo is really cool. <laughs> what what are the, like, something for like a sitcom promo? Like sure. I could totally see that like coming soon to CBS. <laughs> uh, the actual number twelve. I don't know why that was, his said twelve. He was thirteen. The actual twelve is uh, in the chat. It's Nazario Montenegro, Mister VHS, ten and nine, uh, coming in just shy of a top ten seed this year. I think this is the highest placement Nazario has had. In the in the melee summer series tournament, at the very least since it started, uh, so um, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, the number eleven seed, uh, the assassin Antonio Chavez, rocking dual infinity gauntlets uh, in his uh, in his profile picture. Uh, wonder what strengths he runs. Uh, couldn't couldn't make a guess. Not sure. Um, and now we have reached the top ten seeds. Uh, and this is this is where things get fun and dicey, and you're probably going to start wondering. People might be missing. People might be here. And I'll answer those questions in a minute. Uh, your number 10 seed is the virtuoso Will Cohen, coming in 3-2 and two from Fun DMC. Uh, number 9, one of our – well, really, our, I believe our highest-seeded rookie so far this season uh, is the Bone Doctor, Igor Kasek at the 9 seed, 2-0, and o, uh, coming in representing the Kingsman. Uh, and I'll let them change their name later, but you know, the former Kingsman at the very least. It's Kingsman uh, as we speak. The Kingsman as we speak. Uh, number eight coming out of Phoenix Club, uh, making his return as well, and it's been a it's been an explosive return to say the least. It's Rue Amaru Moses two and zero off the Phoenix Club at the eighth seed. Um, number seven seed had a great season last year to close it up to achieve this spot. Also off the as of right now Kingsman. The number seven seed, Little Chef Matthew Chen, six and four. Great last season. Great last season. Great last season for sure. Um, the number six seed from Fun DMC, Tony Durso, six and three. Uh, definitely an exciting one. Uh, now we're in the top five. I'm excited to see chat reactions as we go. Uh, the number five off of Fun DMC, that'd be diehard David Nishimoto, eight and five uh, coming in. Uh, he's also fun fact. He's I didn't put KOs on any of these. David straight up is eight and five. Never had any form of a KO, but he's the five seed. I think that's crazy. He's a scary five too. He started. He was one of those low seeds that entered the tournament when he just debuted and took out a lot of heavy hitters on that run. And he's been at the top ever since. So he's definitely yeah. one to look out for at a five seed. The number four seed. Uh, coming in off the current Kingsman is the commander, Cam Holtzman, 11 and 7. Uh, stepping in with the beautiful bird beak hat uh, in the midst of his sophomore year, I believe. I believe that him is Scuttle from the Little Mermaid. He's playing Scuttle from the Little Mermaid inside photo. Uh, number three, former Kingsman, now fun DMC. Uh, that would be the Jinx, John Marr, 7 and 2. An explosive rookie season and a great showing in the Golden Ticket. Gets him up all, all the way up to the number three seed in the tournament. Uh, after being relatively, uh, I think, 12, 13 seed last year, all the way up to number three a year later. Uh, coming in at the uh, number two. Oh, no, we see comments popping in. And why that picture? 
Uh, Holtzman, this is what happens when um, all your profile pictures um, are Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, or non-existent. Current uh, so, well, profile pictures, him and Jordan. That's very fair, but I don't think Jordan wants to be included in his graphic. Maybe Photoshop her out. Just respect. Listen, I'm good. I'm not that good. Okay. I'm sure I'm not that good. All right. Uh, two seed. The two seed, who I believe is the oldest competitor uh, at the high seed uh, in the tournament. He's been in every tournament since the first one. Uh, and that is the casual cast, Matt Quayar, 15 and 8. Once again, finding himself in the two seed, a position he's been in before. Uh, I love this picture so much. Um, I love he get it done this time. And the number one seat in this tournament is going to be the person who most recently challenged for the title. That would be the Cinemaster Payson Johnson, seven and four, uh, coming in at the number one. Uh, any questions you may have, uh, we'll maybe have you wait till the end uh, when we take questions. What I'll say right up front, and I'll let him get a chance to answer the question himself. Caleb Bowman is sitting out this year's tournament. It's the first tournament uh, that Bowman is not playing in besides the one where he was the champion. Uh, so I'll let Bo talk about that for a second. Okay, my internet decided to cut out just at this moment. So that's, you know, perfect. But I'm going to talk. Hopefully it'll work. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, I'm not in this, as I said. Life is getting real busy, so I wanted to take a break. And from also a selfish perspective, I've won this tournament twice. I feel like if I did it a third time, either I'm just matching expectations or I lose and I lower it. Like that, those were frankly my my two options. Either I, I match expectations or I I go below expectations. So I'm I'm sitting out. I will be back in the second half of the year, but it's a free for all. Everybody, go in, have fun. I think I think I think it's very important to also thing. There is no bar. There is no red shawl. There is no like no Meltzer. Jake Meltzer. There's no players that have like dominated this tournament prior this year. So this is a this tournament is the most up for grab up for this grab is, tournament. This year we been. are going to have for the first time someone will win this tournament who has never won it before. Uh Correct. it is not possible for anyone who has won it in prize Michael Campbell's not here. Radshaw's not here. Phelps not here. Uh so someone new is going to be the winner of this tournament this year and that's really exciting. I will say also, we have shot the singles title. I will say today, which no one ever does it because I look at the analytics, stay to the end of that match when it debuts. That's all I'm asking you. That's, That's all I will say. Stay to the end because there is a tournament surprise at the end of that match. We won't release it. We'll release the bracket. We won't release what that tournament surprise is. But there is a surprise at the end of that match. So please watch that uh, when that match comes out on the 28th. You got about uh, you got twelve days. Um, so yeah, that's the tournament. Um, I think there are two interesting notes before you guys do a whole tournament breakdown. Um, the two interesting notes is definitely sits at the fourteen and the fifteen seed. Uh, Dylan and uh, Jeremy, they squared off in last one standing. They both in the news uh, judgment city having a great season for Jeremy. Dylan also having a great season from where he's playing perspective-wise. Um, so overall, 
I think they're low seeds, but I think they could upset things in the future. I think they're very – it's a very interesting, and especially when the high seed gets the draw of the 14 seed of Jeremy, I think that's going to be I like a kick in the pants a little bit because that's a rough 14 because it's not a normal 14. Um, that's my two takeaways from the bracket that you have. Um, so uh, do we want to talk about things besides the bracket and then come back to the bracket, or do we want to break down the bracket now? No, we can we can break it out and stuff in the future. Um, uh, so, uh, in between the tournament time, uh, in between round, like I think we'll start releasing them in round around round two of the tournament. Some teams matches will be debuting. Uh, right, as, we'll be right, as round, right as round two starts winding down, you'll start seeing some teams performances return. Yeah, because if we want to get some seating done, um, make sure some teams get a little warmed up before they play in a match, because I feel like it's rough just throwing them into the ring without playing a match prior, especially they've been off for, at that point, a long time. So the team's match. Um, I've also gotten some messages. I will just clear this one up. Turmoil is no longer a thing in Multiplex. We're not doing Turmoil. Uh, we will be doing the version of what Phantom does for the Frenzy, but we'll be doing it at the end of the year that will decide our last title picture of that. So to clear that up, that will be that. Um, and also, I won't, I'll tease it. We won't talk about it. Me and Coho have like an awesome plan for some players at the end of the season that has never happened before. Uh, so it is very interesting. It is, it, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting when that comes out, but, um, yeah, yeah, you can, I'll let you take it away. What you want to talk about, uh, the sure. next, do, do you want to reveal some of those team matches who are playing? Yeah, I think we can. I think we can. Okay. Yeah, sure. and I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll start throwing some, some ones out. So, uh, if you're a team competitor listening and you don't hear your name, uh, it means you are probably just going to show up in the tournament, but I think I did a good job of getting every team a chance to play. Uh, before this tournament. So uh, the first one up will be Penitential Pass, Antonio and Robert Kastner will be taking on the Union, Abel and Luis. Uh, they will be playing uh, in the middle of this tournament uh, in the Summer Series. Uh, then after that, uh, you'll see um, Inglorious Blasters will be back. That is James Puckett, Russell Whitty. They'll be taking on the Grumpy Old Wren, Tim Bracala and Nick Tuig, making their return to the Movie Melee ring, uh, a team I'm very excited to see come back. Uh, a team that's better than they give themselves credit for, and also a team that's very entertaining. And I'm just excited to see Puckett and Wilson play again. They had a really solid start last year. Uh, got a little muddled there towards the end, but I think a fresh start for them this year is going to be huge. Um, we also then have uh, two 0-1s facing off. The Lonely Goat Herds, Matthew Chen and Dean Manis. Back again, they were the highest-rated 0-1 rookie team. Uh, they'll be taking on Shampoo is Better, uh, which is Jordan Owens and Rick Weaver. Uh, they will be facing off in this one. Uh, we then also have back to formula. Jake Marangoni and Mark Manchaka will be returning. They will be taking on Rewind Fuckers, Matt Cuellar and Nazario Montenegro. Uh, last time we saw Rewind Fuckers, they played for the title, back to formula, uh, just barely losing out, I believe, to Sexual Chocolate. Uh, I believe. Is that one of the ones that we have? Or, uh, formula. No. Back to formula. Not out, not out yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please be careful. Sorry, I didn't realize that. They realize that. Uh, but anyway, they're going to be facing off. Uh, and then we also have um, a couple of other uh, teams coming up. Uh, if you're wondering where some teams went, I know we haven't had Waterloo this year. Uh, they played in that number one contender. You will see Water too. Uh, they will be back 
uh, and they'll be facing off uh, with another team that hasn't played in a hot second, uh, Great Scott. Uh, so you'll see Great Scott and Water, too, get a chance to face off uh, this year as well. I'm trying to think of other teams uh, that we will see. A couple of other own ones. Um, Sexual Chocolate will be back again, uh, and so will um, other teams. Uh, this year uh, you'll see a more um, more of uh, Boat and Jeremy, more of Scott and Jacoby. Uh, they, we have a lot more teams coming. Uh, I won't say too much. Because uh, I want to make sure that I don't spoil things. I accidentally did the one and I feel like an idiot. Uh, but no we do have a lot of teams uh, that will be coming out in the fall uh, facing off uh, as well. So if you haven't heard your name, don't worry. There's a good chance you are one of these teams that will be playing in. Uh, I don't currently have any teams signed up to debut before the tournament yet. So if any teams want to debut, I do have some room potentially. So come hit me up. Let me know who your uh, teammate is and when you're playing. There's a little room for some fresh teams to get a shot in before the tournament as well. Uh, but yes, lots lots of exciting stuff. Uh, if you're wondering where Bolts or Broadway and Time Shift are, uh, they are more than likely straight up in the tournament, but we will reevaluate with the room uh, to see if we have room for them to play. But you will see every team you are looking for will be here. You're going to see some good teams. Yeah, we're doing a 16-team tournament. It will be everybody. There will be featured. It will be normal when it runs. Um, and that will decide. I mean, we also have two things to look out for this season before I turn it over to these two. Um, we have Dylan with his title shot for winning last one standing. We have Jeremy with his number one contenders match looming, um, so he can use that in singles or teams. Um, again, everything's crazy in Waylay. I think there's been some upsets. There's been some twists, some turns, some interesting things. Bowman not being in the tournament. Bar. Uh, not being in the tournament, still being winning the title back. Like, there's a lot of things going on. It's crazy. Ryan no Payne what, challenging. We, we can know. say this true. No matter what happens with Bar and Payne, the winner of that match will not be in this tournament, and the loser will not be in this tournament. Correct. We're going to let both of them sit uh, and come back post tournament, give absolutely everyone in it a full, fresh chance to win this thing uh, outright. So. My thing with Coho, he said there is a small room. I don't know how much more room for teams we will actually have for a team's debut right. just because we spent so much time with team's debut beforehand. And, again, there will be title pictures after the fact. There will be turn what happens in the tournament will dictate what happens in the second uh, title picture post-Mayhem. Um, again, Game of Factions, if you know, don't know about that, Game of Factions is running year long, so we will have an announcement, me and Tim, on that at some point. There's a lot going on in Multiplex. We're having a lot of craziness, um, but it's going, in a different, it's going in an interesting direction. I think we are on the – we're doing fun things. We're doing fun things. Me and Co have a lot of fun things planned at the end of the year. Um, so, um, yeah, there's a dog on his lap. So. Yes. Uh, questions if you have any questions on based on the tournament or anything mayhem uh, melee related before i take off and let them talk about tournament breakdown because nothing excites them more than walking away walking down through a tournament you know and seeing uh <laughs> who could possibly win um uh, but yeah so Will there be any singles debuts happening during the singles tournament? Not during the singles tournament, but post it, yes. Uh, we will We will always have filler matches. They're just, it's just bound to happen. Yeah. If you didn't get in, if we didn't get you in there, we'll get you in one at the end. Um, yeah. But again, 
Bailey's a very competitive division. Like, if you win, you get to keep playing. If you lose, it's it's when we get you next time. Like, Tim, if I ask Tim, hey, you want to play a melee match? Absolutely. But Tim, sometimes luck's not on the side. He doesn't win all the time. So he only plays, like, twice a year. So, again, it's competitive field out there, believe me. Um, some some good players wish they didn't play as often, and some bad, some players that don't have the greatest luck want to play all the time. So, yeah. So nothing – during the tournament, basically the, the the breaks between the tournament rounds will be teams matches. It will be teams matches and heavy teams matches because we have neglected teams for a a while now. Like bullets, bullets hasn't played a match this year. Time shift hasn't played a match this year. Like, uh, you know, Ginyu has played one title defense at the beginning of the year. Like, these teams have played for a while. They are rusty as. They need, they need, people need to be playing some matches. So, yeah. If any other questions, then I'm going to just pass it to those two to take it on for the rest of the night. So, Cole can answer any questions. Cole and Bowman can answer any questions. So, have a good night, everybody. Ask them all the questions. Have fun doing your breakdown. For sure. So, oh, this will be fun. Uh, like we said, this is going to be an insane tournament. Uh, a lot of fresh faces. So, of course, Boat being here to break it down with me is really fun. Uh, so I think we can start it at the top uh, and just mention, yeah, obviously Payson's playing the second best performer loser. Uh, we don't know who that will be, others for, and we don't like to speculate on play-ins. Uh, so Payson has uh, basically uh, an empty uh, opponent at the moment that we can't really comment on. Um but we can say the winner of that will be facing in the next round the winner of the 16 versus the 17. And that is Robert Castor versus Scott Harvey. And I think that is going to be a light show of a first round match. Oh, absolutely. Like that's, I, I mean, the 16 and the 17, like that's what a 16 17 should be. That's the closest match of round one. And it is definitely one of the closest matches of round one. Uh, and yeah, I, I think it, it looks like a, yeah, I, it looks like a killer man. It does. I think that the big thing to also consider Scott in the golden ticket, uh, one and one, uh, clearly has been playing and playing to a high level, even in matches that he doesn't win, uh, has been, and you know, we've seen law deals debut. Uh, they clearly have chemistry, him and Scott, uh, Scott and Jacoby. So Scott's been around, he's been playing, he's not rusty. Uh, and he is taking on Robert, who we haven't seen his team play in a hot second. Uh, but we did see um, – we have seen a lot of Robert over in uh, fandom. Uh, and he has well, been quite scary as well in May. I think the thing that's kind of interesting here is this is a tale of two different 500 players. True. You have one player who, in the case of Scott, who is 500 because he just – has continuously hovered around the 500 line forever. Robert is a case of a player who dipped down to the lower depths and is now working his way back up and made it back to 500. So this is a tale of two different 500 players, two players who want to keep at least a 500 or better. So it's going to be interesting. We'll, Scott's case of kind of always evening out work out for him, or is Robert's upward streak going to it's continue the trend? Also worth noting that even in losses, Robert has been one of the highest performing players in the division. 
Uh, he's had a great stat line despite the loss streak. And I think the thing that makes him a very dangerous 16 is we forget he beat David Nishimoto when they first debuted on an, on, on an insane debut game out of Robert. And he has never really slowed down from that, even in losses, very high performing. So I think that's, that's going to be the thing is we're going to see Robert come out and perform to a high level. And we're going to see Scott come out and play this very, very smart, very calculated competitor in Scott. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see the two face. Um, then the eight and nine seeds we can't comment. Igor and Amaru, they will be playing the play-in winners. Um, the higher performing play-in winner, uh, more than likely taking on Amaru and Igor playing the lower as the eight and nine. Um, so they currently blank slate matches for you two as well. Um, so the next one is one I'm very excited for. I think this is going to be one of those matches that is incredibly entertaining when we go over to the four seed Cameron Holtzman who takes on at the 29 seed Jack Pintruck. Uh, I think that is a match that maybe on paper doesn't look very close, uh, but at the very least is going to be so entertaining with these two trading barbs. Even though they're on the same faction, they're like real life, very close friends, which makes for great, great drama when they play each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think this, I mean, this is literally the battle of two people who are not, you know, that far away from each other distance wise and also literally knew each other. I'm one of the few cases where someone knew someone before they joined this community. Definitely. Uh, and I think that'll make for a very entertaining one. Uh, even if even if on paper the stat line between Holtz and Jack does not seem incredibly close in, in competition, uh, it'll at least be a fun one, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the thing about Jack, though, that's interesting, is Jack plays better with no pressure. He plays with better with no pressure when he comes in for fun, and I think all the pressure will be on Holtz and going into that one to win it. Um, the next one up uh, is the 5-seed, David Ishimoto, taking on the returning 28-seed, Jacoby Bancroft. And that is a rough, rough draw if you're a five seed or a 28 seed. Either side, those are competitors they were not hoping to see. Uh, Jacoby coming back, definitely not looking to be playing a top five seed and a team's champion in David. But if you're David and coming into a singles tournament and you're looking to win your first one, your first round draw being Jacoby Bancroft coming back is not the name you wanted to see on that end either. No. No. Uh, this is This is two cases of... Like this is this is just one of those times where when a player who is better than he is goes down to a lower record, it usually ends up in barn burner matches and yeah. Oh boy. Like I you can tell me you think either of these two guys are going to win, and I would not call you crazy. Definitely. Um I think it's gonna be a good one. Uh then on the opposite end, the winner of this will be facing the winner of this match which will be the 12th seed, Nazario Montenegro versus a rookie at the 21 seed in Jacob Cameron. Um, Nazario, good showing last year, uh, coming back, making up ground, getting himself back to an above 500 record at 10 and 9, one of the biggest records numbers-wise in the league um, coming in. I think uh, him facing off with someone 1-0 like Jacob Cameron. Jacob Cameron, I was really impressed by the debut. I think there's a lot of potential. Uh, so seeing these two face off is going to be very interesting. It's always fun to see an absolute troll like Nazario play against someone who is so new and see how that's an advantage Nazario has. It's like, if you don't know Nazario, you're not ready to play Nazario. 
because there's a lot of head games that are involved in a game like that. I can speak from personal experience. It can make or break your game. Uh, so Nazario out of 12, a dangerous 12. But I'm interested to see what Jacob Cameron brings as a 21 seed. Yeah, no, like I think what Jacob Cameron has at his advantage is that he's relatively unknown. So I think that that's a big factor. Definitely. Uh, I, I think that that's one where you can either bet on the experience or can bet on an upset and a March Madness bracket. Either way is valid. Um, coming in at the two seed, Matt Cuellar, uh, he also has a blank slate match because we don't know who he's playing uh, as he'll be playing the higher performing, uh, highest performing loser of the play-ins. Um, but here's what I'll say for Matt. Matt's been on a two seed before. He's played competitors who have eked their way into that spot and they've given him serious runs for their money at a two seed. There have been some scary 31s that have gotten close to beating Matt at a two. Mm -hmm. uh, but the roughest draw you can have at 31 is to come up with someone who is so experienced like Matt and so good at winning like Matt. I, so far, Matt has never lost a round one tournament match. He has always made it to round two, and he's played in every tournament. That's a daunting hill to climb when you play Matt Cuellar. But Matt Cuellar also has had some close calls with 31 seeds in the past. Matt Cuellar is one of those guys who just kind of makes the game look effortless. Like, I don't, there's not a whole lot of people I would genuinely say that about. I don't even think you could say that about me. Like, I, I think there are very few people that you can actually say make the game look as effortless as Matt Cuellar. Like, there's just, I love, maybe he was just one of my favorite players to watch play because he is just so relaxed and in the zone in most, if not all, of his matches. Beauty, beauty to watch. I love watching Matt Claire play. Uh, but Spence, Spence is such an odd oh, deck. We don't know yet. We don't know the plans. You are no. you are projecting Spence, I'm guessing. Yeah. But I I am I am going to say there are a lot of competitors in there that could do well with Jacob West, Luis, Spence, and Shelton. Uh Spence on paper, uh looking pretty good, but I would I would not bet money on any one horse in the race yet. Uh but any of them going up against Matt, going to be a hard fight. Um, so then the next one up, uh, 15 versus 18, uh, Dylan Van Thine is having the best season of his career so far. Uh, Dylan's just come out on fire, winning uh, last one standing, uh, and just playing an absolutely vicious knockout uh, in his first singles return this year against Brandon Dunlap. Uh, he played great. Uh, earlier in the year and bring out your dad uh, is a team on paper that looks so electric. I'm so interested to see Dylan and Jeremy play. Uh, Dylan's just having a season. So to see him back in this tournament in a set in a setting, I think Dylan is poised to have a great tournament run. I think he's got his mojo. He's found his confidence in the league. Uh, and I think right now he's my vote for comeback player of the year. I think he's playing great, but on the opposite end of him is a player who everyone sort of sleeps on, but shouldn't Tim Bracala is a bona fide champion of movie trivia, whether that is fandom or general movies. Uh, and while he takes general movies as I'm laying back and playing for fun, Tim is still a lethal 18 seed to be drawing up against. Uh, on the right day, the right questions, Tim could be moving on to round two in this thing. But Dylan is also on such a hot streak. I'm so excited to see him do uh, his performance in this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they, this, is, this is a case of Dylan who... I, I, I don't think it's fair to say that he was a weak player before, but I think he's just been playing on such a high level already this season that it'll be so interesting to see him play. But Tim is just 
is such a like is just a solid competitor. You know, right. very stable competitor. He doesn't get worse. He doesn't get better. He just kind of stays where he is, and that's actually kind of scary to play against. Absolutely. Um, so then we move on to our next round match, the number seven seed Matthew Chen, uh, who had a great season last year. Uh, the the comeback player of the year for most eyes. Uh, very great competitor. Uh, he is facing now with Jordan Huffman, a uh, competitor whose uh, record looks a lot less intimidating than he can be. Uh, his nickname is Danger for a reason. I think Jordan Huffman and Matthew Chen could be a good match. Uh, I, I think Matthew is looking to capitalize on the momentum he created last year. Uh, and it's it's going to be a fun tournament to see Matthew in a top 10 spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, Matthew's a guy who also just built up a lot of momentum. But you look at the, yeah, this, I, I have trouble remembering what's come out. But Scott Harvey versus Jordan Huffman actually absolutely came out. And despite the record of that match or the the way that match ended up you look at the way jordan huffman played in that match and he he played lights out he he was excellent in that match easily could have won it just ended up coming into some bad luck but i do not count out jordan huffman here definitely uh moving on to the 10 versus the 23 uh once again a minor uh spoiler again uh we give you the warning Eric Moreno, who comes in as the 23, takes on the number 10, Will Cohen. And Will is a player who uh, he's he's paired with John and your Milwaukee Beers, and they are a force uh, as those two just together have just such a great chemistry and a great mind. On his own, Will uh, has a great stat line, not necessarily the record that backs it up, but a pretty surefire good accuracy. Uh, I think Will has the ability, clearly enough, as a top 10 seed this year. I believe he was a 13 or an 11 last year. Uh, pretty high seeded competitor in last year's tournament as well. Uh, Harvard's around the same range, uh, taking on a rookie like Eric Moreno. I think Eric is a is a good competitor with a very much rookie green to his game. Uh, and facing off with someone like Will, who has a lot of matches under his belt at this point, whether it be teams or singles, uh, it's not looking like the easiest matchup for Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree on that completely. I think, I mean, a Will Will's really lucky that he's a better uh, competitor than he is a letterbox user. Um, Eric, the amount of messages I get from you a day about Will's taste. Uh, no, you do not get those messages from me. That is a Just lie. You. I, it's, I, it's also Payson. No, it is. I don't message about the. Le- I do not. That is a bold faced lie. That is other people. That is not me. That is it's mostly Payson and Scully, I think. I got messages from about the letterbox. But let's sure they're gonna be mad that you outed them like that. But I did not Who cares. It's letterbox. Everyone sees your reviews. Like, here's the thing. Will your letterbox takes some of them freak me out. Some of them just like freak me out. But you you can play. So there you go. Um we'll move on to the next one. Uh, I kind of name dropped him earlier, both of them actually in that last round. Uh, John Marr coming in at a three seed after a monster rookie season, one of the best rookie seasons we've seen someone string together, uh, comes in this year. He had a great continuing performance with the golden ticket. Couldn't quite pull it out in the finals. Uh, but uh, he finds himself as a three seed coming off those performances. They call him the jinx. He is not a fun competitor to play against. He punishes you with his strengths, and he has some voodoo hex on every player he ever plays to get the worst game out of his opponent ever. I don't know how he does it. I don't know who he prays to. I don't know who he killed to get it. 
but John Mars, the three seed on an insane, insane power. Uh, and on the opposite end is Thomas Skelly at the 30 seed, a competitor who does not take melee as a primary seriously. He's here to have fun. He's here to be loose and energetic. And man, is that probably the worst draw for Scully ever to have Mar, who's going to be so punishing in strengths, but also not a good draw for Mar, who is not the most proficient at fandom stuff and to be going up against a former two-time fandom champion, three-time actually fandom champion uh, in the first round of this tournament. Uh, it could be a really interesting draw for John to play, uh, but Scully's going to get absolutely punished with some of those strengths, speaking from experience. Uh, yeah, no, I you basically hit the nail on the head. Like, that's playing Mar just seems like a sucky time. Like, no offense to you, John Mar, but I, I'd just rather not. Like, ooh, like, ugh, awful strength. Absolutely, absolutely disgusting strength. Uh, next up, we move to the 14 versus the 19, a battle of people with the first name. Jeremy Adams taking on Jeremy Potters. And let me tell you, we said it earlier, we alluded to it. Jeremy Adams, not a 14 seed. If we went off the previous melee records, he'd be pretty handily a top six, seven seed in this tournament. Uh, former melee singles and teams champion, the first in both categories, the original champion of this league, back as a 14 seed. Uh, and I think that's very exciting to see the OG back in the ring. But to see after we did the record reset, got rid of the first season, uh, the original first season, season zero in my eyes, uh, we now have a much different record for Jeremy Adams uh, at two and one, uh, basically encapsulating only the reign where he was the champion, his defenses, and the, and the final match where he lost it to Jake Marangoni. Uh, he comes into this tournament as a 14 seed off that record, which is not a fun draw if you're Jeremy Potters. Uh, Potters, who is a solid competitor, one of the Rookie of the Year nominees for a reason in both divisions, a very balanced, very skilled 50-50 competitor with a lot of knowledge on the table. It is just not a very fun draw when you have to go up against the former champion uh, in both teams and singles of this league. I think it's going to be a hard-fought battle between two Jeremys, but I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, no, uh, A, just the Jeremy Civil War is fun, uh, but I, to kind of set the stage, because I think a lot of, especially the newer people, don't know Jeremy Adams and how dominant he was during that 2019 run. Like, he was, like, so dominant. And not and not just in Melee. If you look at the fandom side, yeah. too, man was scary. Uh, played for the fandom singles championship the same season that he won the Melee singles championship. Genuinely an insane trivia mind all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it definitely sounds like I'm blowing smoke because he's my partner, but I think legitimately, just statistically, it's so hard to deny Jeremy's prowess. But Potters is a solid competitor in his own right, and Jeremy hasn't played in singles That's in a long great. time. It has been a long time since Jeremy Adams has stepped into the singles ring. It's exactly, I believe, four seasons since he's been here. It's been four years since he stepped into the singles ring, and ring rust can kill a competitor that long. We've seen it happen in Phantom. We've seen it happen in Melee with several competitors. Uh, and I think that that is, that is definitely a possibility that works in Potter's favor. But two Jeremys with two mega brains for trivia, it's going to be a great round one match. Uh, the next matchup, 6C Tony Durso taking on 27 seed Anthony Tisdall. Another from DMC Civil War. Uh, it's a matchup I feel like we've seen before, but I don't think we actually technically have had have here. Uh, but Durso and Anthony, 
Uh, two very fun competitors, very fun guys facing off. I think no matter what, Anthony puts himself so down, but that man's knowledge is very solid. Anthony is a very, very scary 27 seed in this tournament if Durso's not careful as the six. I think it'll be a good match regardless. I, I might be crazy, but I feel like we got that. La that this exact matchup was in round one of the tournament last year, it but I, I might be, I might be time is a flat circle at this it point. So I have no idea. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't believe so, but it is, it, I believe you played Luis last year in a rematch in round one, but oh, I think that, that's I believe probably, that these guys have circled each other in other leagues. They faced off in other leagues and now they get to do it here in melee. But I think Anthony is a great competitor. I think Durso is a good competitor. I think it's going to be a good match. Yes. Uh, and the final matchup we have in round one is the 11 versus the 22. The 11 seed Antonio Chavez versus the 22 seed Dean Manis. Antonio, uh, a very, very good competitor who has had some great runs to number one contenders matches and competitions. He's never quite reached the title, but he is a competitor who has always been in the picture every time he shows up and is not someone to be slept on for a reason. Don't let that record fool you. Uh, that man is scary. He has beaten some of the best. He has beaten some all-time legends of the game, and he's been in many number one contender situations and title pictures. This man is a very good competitor at the 11th seed. Taking on Dean Manis at 1-1. One one. Uh, Dean, uh, a rookie with uh, with a lot to prove at the end of last season with a win, coming in this year in his first year as a fully seasoned vet. Uh, didn't quite have the performance he wanted to in his first match, but Dean, in that rookie showing, showed that he has a lot of knowledge, uh, and I think he's looking to make a comeback here in round one. Antonio? A very good competitor has had lapses and moments where he can lose in round one. Uh, last year, he lost to Matthew Chen in round one in what was a really big upset. Uh, so round one of the tournament, not always Antonio's friend. Uh, maybe Dean can capitalize that on this. But Antonio, a lethal assassin. Yeah, uh, Antonio is – he's an enigma, right? He can play like nobody's business on one day and have a weaker turn in the next. And you really have no idea. It's I, I don't know if maybe he flips a coin before each match to determine which Antonio we're going to get. But if we get Antonio the terrifying competitor, that that's a dangerous person. But Dean is an interesting competitor in his own right. I think he's not proud of the way he played against Drew, and I think he's looking to get that record back up. Absolutely. I have a dog chewing on stuff. So I'll let you put a little bow on this round one uh, of the tournament. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is, uh, I think, we alluded to it earlier, but this is anybody's game. This is like the most open anybody can win we've ever had in this tournament. So I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm curious, uh, for the people who are still watching, who is your bet to win? I'm actually very curious about this. I, I will actually say yes. Give us your bets to win. But right now, I'm going to ask you your one question. You, as Caleb Bowman, the analyst, probably one of those knowledgeable people at the show uh, on just how this game works, uh, who do you have? You get one shot, one person okay. to win 32 people of 32 to win a tournament. Who do you think is calling it as a first-time movie Melee Summer Series champion this year and playing for the title? Because he's my team partner, I'm going to take Jeremy Adams out of the equation. I'm just – just because he's my team partner, I don't feel like I have the ability to be truly objective there. So I'm not putting that into the equation. So if we're taking him out of the equation, 
my money's on Payson Johnson. That's who I, I think is gonna if it I, I would say it's probably either gonna be Jeremy or Payson if I had to put money on it. One of those two, since I'm taking Jeremy out of the equation, I'm gonna say Payson. He wants this bad. He's been looking for this. He's only gotten better since he started. I I think this is the year for him to do it. For sure. I will uh I, I love you guys. Uh <laughs> if Jack was the whole thing, I'll eat a shoe. Uh I will say uh I love Jack to death. He knows he knows that my picture of this can, can we just like acknowledge the fact that Kaiser rocks? Like we do okay. not appreciate okay. Kaiser enough in general. Kaiser is one of the most awesome people in this community. I love Kaiser. Uh so if I have one person, one person, uh you know, Payson and Jeremy, great shots, great calls, great competitors, both teams champions uh, in their career. Uh, Payson uh, recently played for the single silence, not a bad shout. The person that I'm going to call uh, as being a dark horse to win this thing, I feel like in a lot of ways has been the chick hicks of this tournament many years now, is Cameron Holtzman. He's been so close, so close to winning this tournament many a time, uh, whether he's been in the semifinals against Matt whether it's come down to a semifinal last year against you. I think that Cameron Holson has been a semifinalist multiple times. He's been a quarterfinalist. I feel like the earliest exit he's ever had was maybe a round two match earlier in his career. Uh, but I think Cameron Holson is a competitor who has always made it at least to the final four and has been one of those competitors who has consistently been there. I feel like having you not be there <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a reason to at least – Point to Holtzman and say, hey, maybe this is the year that you do it. Just saying because last last couple times he's gotten close to the title, he's been beaten by you. It's the only reason I bring it up. That's the only reason why I make the chick hicks analogy. Uh, but I feel like Holtzman is a competitor. That makes me the king. That, I guess. I, I feel weird saying brothers. that. I guess you're strip brothers. Uh, <laughs> but I think that uh I I think that Holtzman would probably be my dark horse candidate. Uh, if I'm not taking Jeremy Payson or, or honestly, some other people I think are going to do really well in this tournament. I think Nishimoto has a shot to make a big return this year, uh, a big statement tournament win uh, for him. Uh, I also would I, – I, I have a lot of people in this tournament I, I have my eye on. I think John Marr is a competitor who can make a deep run. He looks like he's just on fire. The person uh, who I'll shout out is my dark horse pick. If somebody of, like, not one of, like, the top – I mean, he's, he's a 15 seed, but I think Dylan Van Thine Dylan is a really like the person who I think would not be on people's like top, top list to win of someone who I would not be shocked if he just came in at the 15 seed and won the whole thing. I, I think, think, that, guy, a show. I think that guy's been firing at a crazy level this season, and he just has a weird amount of energy right now that I think I could totally see. Uh, definitely. Um, Garth, uh, I don't know if you saw it earlier. Ryan Payne will not be in the tournament. <laughs> Ryan Payne will not be in the tournament. He's playing for the title. Uh, we're not letting the winner or the loser of that title match be in this tournament. But I Ryan think Garth was be, Ryan Payne could be the champion. He could be the I, champion. When the I think Garth was making a joke. I'm sure. But, I mean, Ryan Payne uh, definitely could be the champion come tournament time. It's a thing that could happen. So, um who I don't know if there's any other uh, people you're looking forward to seeing play in the tournament. Anyone you want to shout out? Uh, anyone in the chat have questions for us? Feel free to shoot them our way. Um, we would love to answer a couple questions before we dip on out of here. If you have questions about the schedule, about teams that are playing, um, about uh, debuts, anything, uh, ask us anything about uh, Ruby Melee.
Canadians ranked Jack, Brittany, Dylan, Holson. Wow. Yeah, you know what? I don't blame <laughs> yeah, We can let that slide. I think yeah, I, I honestly think Kaiser are going to have to face off in melee against The thing that I think is stupid is that like Dylan is way too low on that. If anything, Matt Holson. Actually, you have Jack too high. Even though Jack is too high most of the time. Um, I was proud of that joke. It was good. He is, he is very high. Uh, but I uh, I do think, uh, I think we're poised for a great tournament. I think we're poised, a lot yeah. of Canadians. The Canadians are killing it this year. Canadians run multiplex, if you're being honest. You got over on the Phantom side, you know, you got Brittany having like the career of a lifetime, a hell of a season uh, over there. She's doing great. Uh, and on our side, on the melee half, you know, you got Oldsman and, yeah, you got uh, Dylan, absolutely crushing. A lot of Canadians. Mm -hmm. Great. Dylan can suck it. <laughs> wow, Kaiser. Kaiser Kaiser is absolutely. Uh, I don't know if he's chaotic neutral or chaotic evil, but he's one I of them. I think he's chaotic neutral. I think he just takes shots at everyone. That's fair. I got to love it. Uh, but a question I'll pose to you. Uh, on our active roster of competitors, who do you think has the best nickname? Because I'll, I'll shout out Kaiser's The Emperor. I think that's a dope nickname. That is a dope nickname, and I forgot that was his nickname. So I do like that one. Off the current roster. That's that's actually really tough. I mean, I always... I, I like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay, is the Jinx John's actual nickname, or is it? I, I've heard both Calamity John and the Jinx. I've I think both. you tried to make the Jinx a thing, and John is like, no, Calamity John. I think the Jinx. I've heard both. I've heard the Jinx from people that aren't me as well. So I, okay. I, I, I'm not sure. Valid. Um, I've gone with the Jinx. That's a, the Jinx is a really good nickname. I think it's perfect. Uh, I like Little Chef. Little Chef's kind of fun. I, I do really like Little Chef. I know I I I do gotta I do got to shout outs uh I do got to shout out uh the dive still I love Andrew's nickname uh sure. Mars nickname Flippus I think I'm dying oh um, <laughs> that's not good yeah you probably should see something about that who's um, the doctor I do, who is that I don't know who the Flippus is but you should I hope you're okay um <laughs> what an odd message you just put out a note. I'm, you know, I hope you're doing okay, Flippus. Yeah, um, I'm scared now. I, I hope you're okay. Uh, does anyone have any questions about the season ahead, about things we're working on, about uh, matches? I'll give him a couple seconds to put a thing to it. I do have a dog sitting on my feet. He's just a little bugger. But, um, I hope you like my, my poster setup, but I think I think you're, you're, you'll appreciate these. These used to be on the hallway. Uh, in my in my stairwell, and now they are here. Uh, Casablanca being that one, and uh, Lava Land's up here. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's up there. Not the movie, but the vibe. I think if we haven't gotten any more questions, I'm probably not gonna have any questions. I'll give I'll give it just a couple minutes more. Um, I'm curious about who the flippest is. I'll ask you the question, Flippus. Are you okay? Everything okay? Do Do you want to come on Movies Are My Life? I can. When does my episode of Movies Are My Life come out? It was supposed to air recently, and then I think things got mixed up, so maybe it's airing this week. I don't actually know. I, I'm so... 
I'm so concerned about the reaction to my movies. I'm very concerned what messages I'm going to get. From what I understand, people get really nice messages after they do episodes of Movies Are My Life. I never get those nice messages, despite the fact that I'm the host. You could send me nice messages. I'm kidding. I'm Boatman requires yeah. nice messages. Kelly Meehan gave me a really nice message about Movies Are My Life. So that's actually not true. I don't Kelly's know. Oh, he's okay. Now. Or they're okay, now, I guess. But yeah, it's uh, Kelly's. Kelly's. Can we get to know who the, who the flippest is. Anyway. Uh, I don't see any questions, so we'll go ahead and we will, we'll wrap this one up. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I can't wait to share with you the movie Melee Summer Series Singles Tournament. I think it's going to be great. Uh, Boat has been hard at work leading the writer's room. Uh, Cody and I have been doing our best to to sort of build the schedule, architect a season for you uh, and a direction. Uh, so it's going to be a fun season uh, here as we get into the tournament. Uh, and I think this is going to be maybe one of the best 32-person tournaments we've had yet. So uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, we'll see you guys all very soon. Bye.